Hello, my name is Israel. I've been involved in hip-hop since the 1980s as an artist, producer, radio show host, journalist, documentarian, magazine editor, hip-hop advocate, and pundit. Over the years, I've interviewed hundreds of interesting people in music, media, and more. Welcome to Sounds from the Underground, the podcast from Insomniac Magazine, where we learn from both those who reside below the surface and those who've breached it. So here we are with Ida Divine, soulstress, amazing talent. Uh, I've seen you rap. I've seen you sing in Spanish. I've seen you yeah. uh, sing soul music. I've seen you do a little reggae. And you, you're very eclectic. You kind of tap on all kinds of soulful music. What the, what's that about? I, I think it's about... Um how I was raised. I was reading something today that said that uh, the generation from 1977 to 1989 are the, uh, not the millennials, but the extennials. Okay. I'm going to tag you in it. So uh, I guess what that would mean is that I, I, I had an analog childhood and a digital adulthood, gotcha. which is great. Right. Um, so with that being said, like I, I grew up around a lot of vinyl, a lot of uh, my mom is Jamaican. I grew up in a Jamaican Caribbean household. So I grew up around a lot of rockers, reggae. And obviously I'm from Staten Island. So I was around Wu-Tang and the beginnings of all of that um, happening in, in New York and Staten Island in the, in the early 90s. So I think I just combine all that and, and try to put it in the music, all of the all of the things that I've been exposed to. And what were some of your influences on the hip hop side beyond Wu Tang? Beyond Wu Tang, yeah, um, definitely Rakim, uh, Boogie Down Pro Productions. I remember being in the fifth grade and hearing um, Audio Two, and I was just blown away by that. Um, Salt and Pepper. I mean, you know, just the greats Indeed. of that time. And then to go a step further, Sade and Anita Baker and you know, Shaka and Patty and all of that combined, you know, they were doing a lot of the sampling and D train. And then you get into all the, the house and all that from that era. And it just, it, it all combined. It was like a big pot of gumbo, That's you know, true. but I, I've been influenced by so many rappers that since I, I thought that I was going to be in the Wu-Tang because I was from Staten Island, but <laughs> obviously I was a little girl. So they were like, yeah, nah, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of the Brooklyn rappers around that time, right. uh, Big Daddy Kane, you know, Juice Crew, all of them, all of those people. And speaking of Juice yeah. Crew, I know you did a track with Craig G. Yes, I did. I did a, a track with Craig G on my new EP, Marshmallows and Machetes. It was hard to get him because uh, he uh, he um, is one of those uh, rappers that they... Um, well, he writes and he does this all the time, but he's only going to do it if it makes sense. And since I product produced the track, I, I wanted to make sure that he liked it because, you know, he has a legacy to uphold and he liked it. And he's on it. Got dope, dope, dope verse. So I can't wait till the video comes out. And um, I actually got to meet Marley Maul through him. And that was great as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk a little bit. Of, let's talk a little bit about that. When I listen to your music. And when I check your vibe, you know, I feel that there's a lot of kind of like a, a retro, almost vintage classic thing going on. I don't see necessarily what we we hear a lot today, which, by the way, that's 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 
giving you props because I think that today a lot of the soul is missing from much of the music that at least I come across that's new. Talk to me a little bit about that. You know, I, I definitely want to stay true to to the roots. You know what I mean? And I can't, I can't, even if I wanted to, I couldn't get away from the soul music. I can't because it's embedded in my in my being, in my my childhood, and things like that. So yeah, I, I don't mind. Uh, I get compared to Lauren a lot, to uh, Shaka most recently. Um, Amy Winehouse, somebody said, oh, you have a, and that was awesome too, because she has, you know, the same type of old soul type of vibe. So, um, yeah, I, shit, I don't mind. That's What's wrong with that? Yeah, those are, that, those are being compared to legends and having a legendary sound is, is something that I definitely aspire to. Indeed, indeed. That's, that's authentic, authentic music. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit about your career because it is very clear that you have a uh, solidified a brand that is very specific and distinctive to you, which is definitely important. When you're an artist and you're coming up, you don't want to be confused with everybody else. And, you know, when, no. I, when I see something come across from you on social media, you know, immediately I know that's Ida. So if, yeah. you, don't, if you don't mind, talk, talk to us a little bit about how you have kind of refine that brand and, and, and exactly what you what you want that brand to portray. Okay. Definitely I think branding is really important for an independent artist. You know, I, I wish that I was from the Craig G era where you had that big machine behind you and all you had to do was go and buy some gold chains and get on the stage and get on the tour bus. But um not that fortunate. Um you have to be able to brand yourself as you know there's a million Singers is a million black women that can sing really good. What the hell makes you different from this next woman that can sing really good? It looks probably just like you. It's the branding. It's your personality. It's your stage presence. It is. Um, it, it really boils down to marketing too. Uh, being able to market who I am. I definitely am very retro, very vintage, very soul. So um, I don't want to get too far away from that, but. Um, Speaking on the branding, um, when I was in school, I was really into art and graphic design and things like that. So over the over the last year or two, I started to teach myself how to make my own flyers, how to properly brand myself in the way that I know I want to look like. Sometimes I'll do shows, and this is no disrespect to any anybody. <laughs> Sometimes I'll do a show and I'll get these janky ass flyers. And it'll be a dope show, but the flyer's ugly as hell. And I've learned that um, when you have a nice put-together flyer, it makes people want to come. It really does. You can have the dopest music, but if the flyer looks janky, people just be like, eh. You know, so I, I, I wanted to focus on doing that um, and just making sure that my look and my presence and my branding all was coherent and all cohesive, really, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, with what I do and what I what I sound like. Indeed, yeah. indeed. And you've done a phenomenal job at that, no question Thank about you. it. Indeed. And let's talk a little bit about, you know, reaching an audience. Uh, have you found, you were talking uh, about, you know, getting your music out there and, um, and, and branding. Have you found that there's a particular medium online, and I know you use... Uh, all of the above, but is there a particular medium online that you have found personally has been most effective at helping you connect with your audience? 
I like Instagram um, because I'm able to speak. I, I'm not very I'm not a long winded person. I'm actually really shy. So that little 50 seconds is just enough for me to put out what I need to say um, clearly and directly to uh, my audience. And then I can tag people or not. I don't really like to tag people to what I'm doing. I like people to just see it. You know, have it float across their screen. If you like it, you like it. Like I don't, I don't want to force anybody to to like me. You know, I'm not, I'm not one of those people. If if it's if it's resonating with you, I'm I'm happy about that. But I, I and I like Facebook as well. Um, I haven't really gotten into the Snapchat and the other type of mediums, but definitely YouTube. Um, YouTube is now, I guess they're saying like the the top. Uh, way for people to to watch tv now people are just going to youtube so um i did start a youtube channel i divine tv and uh, i'll be doing i'm trying to open up more like i'm i'm one of those artists that are just, i could stay in my house all day and not do anything and write music so but a part of me promoting myself as an artist i need i need to get out and not do that you know what i mean like i can be a- anything on stage but like it's hard talking to people. You know what I mean? Indeed, indeed. But yeah, you're doing yeah. a good job right now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I can't touch you. You know. <laughs> but yeah, I like Instagram uh, because I can, like I said, I can design flyers and put music to them and and come out and speak when I need to speak and and just uh, promote that way. Indeed. And then I, I start following a whole lot of people. <laughs> right, right, okay. I follow, I follow them and they follow me back. If they don't follow me back, that's fine. Right. I unfollow them I and then you. I follow them again with some new <laughs> shit that I'm doing. And I just, I mean, it's like you got to be your own promotion team. Indeed, you got to no keep working at it. You got to right. keep doing it. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk for a moment about probably the most impactful way to market, and that is performance that is being in front of people face to face in the live environment which i have to be honest i haven't had the opportunity to see you live i'm sure it's amazing i've seen youtube videos talk to me a little bit about how you get around i know you play a lot i see your amazing nicely uh, designed uh, flyers online and uh, i see that you know it seems like you're a world traveler so talk to us a little bit about yeah. that about the traveling and yeah, the, traveling and doing shows and how you get around. Shows. Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, I, I really like to travel. I really like to travel and meet new people and definitely play new places that I've never played before. For shows specifically, you know, I, I moved from Charlotte um, almost four years ago. And I moved because... For, well, first of all, for personal reasons, but secondly, for my career, I had in Charlotte been winning awards and I just felt like I had saturated Charlotte in the surrounding area, which is what I was my plan. I wanted to do that. I had gone to, you know, to the level to where, um, how you doing, Shine? When Miss Sunshine Anderson told, pulled me to the side, was like, girl, you need to leave here. You need to go and do other things. People need to see you somewhere else. And really, that was the beginning of me trying to get um, beyond the local, um, standpoint, I guess. Um, but doing shows, like I've, I've done so many shows and opened up for legends and it's been a really good experience, uh, just learning and even, you know, being on stage with different artists and seeing how, how they 
how they command crowds and how they work and how they do the, the behind the scenes with, with the promoters. And I've learned a lot from, from traveling. Um, London has been amazing. London is really, really good. Um, uh, going back, uh, later on this year, but, um, yeah, I, I really, it's hard too, because like I said, I don't have, a, I don't, I don't have a, a major team behind me. So sometimes when you go on tour, you're going to have to need, uh, you're going to have to eat, you have to have somewhere to sleep. And, uh, maybe those accommodations are not up to your standards, but it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you get on the stage and you, and you captivate that new audience that, you've never seen before and they've never seen you. So they don't need to know that you were uncomfortable on the bus for 12 hours. All they need to know is that you came and you sang their damn song and they're going to go support you now. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, definitely doing these shows are, are, are very um, serious. And now that I'm in New York to, um, to, to, to uh, bring up to speed, um, like a million places to perform in New York, a million, literally, um, I have a show on the 22nd with the Gangstar Foundation, and um, definitely DJ Spinner is going to be there. I just went to the um, Stevie Wonder, his his infamous Stevie Wonder party. So I didn't even I just got I got booked out of nowhere to do that, and you know that can happen living here. You know what I mean? It, it, I don't think I could saturate New York as quickly as I saturated Charlotte is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, the interesting yeah. thing, I mean, and that is a tough thing for a lot of artists that, you know, kind of outgrow their backyard, if you will. Yeah. Uh, that being said, if, if you outgrow New York, then you, you've made it. You, you've, you've dominated. Much. It seemed like you would dominate the planet. Yeah, it seems like. Um, hopefully, um, we just. I. I. I'd like to find my audience in New York. You know what I'm saying? Like you. Like when we started talking earlier tonight, you were saying about my sound and everything. Like I would. What I'm trying to do now is focus on the people who actually are looking for my sound. You know what I mean? Like I know all the people that like trap music. You can see them. They drive by in their cars playing trap music. But I don't really see the people that are soul music fans unless they come out to my shows you know what i'm saying so Indeed. really what i would like to do and focus on now is um is radio right yeah is is uh global uh, you know global radio national radio um rotation that that's really what i would like to be focusing on now and just trying to figure out a way to um to get in that door you know what i mean because i hate i'm not gonna say i hate it but it, it kind of discourages me sometimes i'll get off the stage and i'll be singing for instance 1979 which is what everybody loves girl that song needs to be on the radio why isn't that song on the radio and you know sometimes people who are who are not in the industry they don't understand any of any of this they just hear a nice song they like and they want to hear it on the radio but they don't know this yellow tape red tape purple tape that you need to cut through, bite through to get there. Green, know? green paper. Green paper, foremost, first and foremost, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, right, <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, uh, and and I would love, as a matter of fact, off off uh, uh, a live chat, I could definitely talk to you a little bit about radio and uh, and maybe some approaches approaches there. Yeah, the approach I, be, I believe because it can be done, and I know yeah. that I get. I, I really don't know the approach. Yeah, indeed, indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. So you mentioned team a few times. So let's talk a little bit about how you go about doing that. You know, with uh, a small team, booking shows. You know, getting getting gigs in other parts of the country and other parts of the world. How do you go about locking those down? 
Well, like I said, I stalk people. I stalk people like you. Like, no lie. I'm so serious. I stalk people like you, people who have been in the industry for years and who know the ins and outs. I see what they do. I see who they connect with. And maybe I might message them. Maybe I might get their email, send them something. I'm not going to say all the time I, I do it the the professional way, but um Pretty much, I'll just stalk these people like you and people in the industry and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Uh, do you like this? Um, I'll come I'll come sing two songs. Where are you at? I'm, I'll, come, I'll, I'll come there and sing some songs for you. That's all right. Can Are you going to be you all right with that? Can I come through? And, you know, I just charm. I just charm them. And I, and I be my divine self. You, you know go. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then from that the 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 relationship is set. So like I said with Sunshine, Sunshine fortunately I was able to meet her through my management when I was in Charlotte and she came out to a few of my shows and she loved my voice and my songs. And from there um when I moved to New York I started traveling with Shine and doing backgrounds for her. And she is fortunate to be uh managed and 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 booked by um Mike and Dave Lighty. So, um, so now um, Dave and Mike are working with me whenever they can to book shows and things like that. I'm definitely st- still working on my own, but it's good to have a name like that behind you when you're an indie artist. And uh, I really appreciate Shine and the Lighties and everything that they've done. And uh, I just feel I feel really grateful about that. But I know I still have to do a lot of work on my side, too. Indeed. Well, you're doing it. Yeah. You're doing it right. And, and obviously yeah. that's also not only a tribute to your to your grind, your hustle, but also your talent. You know, obviously, yeah. you know, people want to work with folks that are talented. Yes, they do. And they don't Indeed. want them to uh, look bad. They don't want to say, hey, I got this girl. She's going to sing. And, you know, they you want to make them proud. And I definitely hope I've been making everybody who has supported me proud. You know awesome. what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, and speaking, of, speaking of people, uh, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Herb Middleton because he's actually how I learned about you. So Yes, Mr. <laughs> Middleton. He's probably asleep right now, but Herb <laughs> has been a really important part of, um, ooh, a, a very important part of my career. Um, you you know his background. Indeed, no question. Uh, yeah. So the album that we worked on, he was uh, he was in PA and I was in New York, so I had to go down there and record the album from New York to PA uh, almost every month, 12, 12 tracks, so back and forth, and that was that was a great experience because. Um, Oh, he—he's—he is. Uh, I don't know what the the name of it, but what he's called is a, a vocal arranger. You know what I mean? Like the way that he can arrange the vocals around his production. Genius. Indeed. Just genius. Yeah. Indeed. So I, I'm so happy for that um, that experience that I uh, I work with um, Herb and this is all the artists that I met through him as well. Um, Manny Deanda from uh, Pretty Ricky. We have a track together as well. Yeah. Nice. So, yes. Big up Herb Middleton. That's right. That's right. So let's talk a little bit about music. Um, first of all, I got to tell you that I love the song and the video Bruja. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Talk a little bit about that. What's that song about? What's that song about? <laughs> um. Well, it's um. Uh, well, you know, Bruja means witch in Spanish, but um, which I guess is not really a, a title for 
for a specific woman. It's just what you call a powerful woman. It's just one of the names for a powerful woman who knows what she is and knows what's going on around her, knows who she's dealing with and and understands um, what she's doing. So I wanted to, you know, with this EP, since I produced it, I wanted to, to lead with a real, just something different that I never did before. Um, so I just wanted to come out again after after um, I Rise to the Top album, which was extremely soulful and sultry and there's ballads on there. I wanted to come back with something different. Yeah. And um, my I have some Cuban blood in me. I don't I don't speak any Spanish. I had to learn some Spanish for that song, but that was cool. But yeah. And then the video. Can you believe that was shot in the Bronx? Yeah. Uh, well, they, they had places like that in the Bronx. Exactly right. <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from the Bronx, so I know there might there's yeah. little little nooks and crannies out it was there. The last stop on the two. Okay, okay. You yeah. gotta you gotta go out there to find that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was so dope um, because um, the the song I sent it to the director. He really liked it, and um, it's it's good when 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 you have people um, and you can create your own team because you need Beyonce. You know, she she has these songs and then there's people who have to create a visual around your song. You know what I mean? And if they like it, then the visual is going to be that much better. Uh, so he, he heard the song. He loved it. What's up, Denneran? How you doing? Thank you for my video. We're working on another video as well. Um, but um, that song, Bruja, is really, really, uh, <laughs> it's a it's kind of like a dance track. Yeah, it's it's high energy. It's it's up tempo, and I wanted to come out with something high energy and high tempo for the summertime. Yeah, so yeah, that's my song. Nice, nice. (laughs) So marshmallows and machetes. What's that about? Yeah, what's that about? Marshmallows and machetes. Um, Well, the name came from something that I was thinking. I was just thinking about a title, you know, and I had to, I had to learn how to produce. You know what I mean? It took me about two or three years. Like, I started learning in Charlotte with Fruity Loops. And then I just downloaded some other apps and and figured out how to make these tracks. And that was hard. And a machete is hard. It cuts. And, you know, you got to, you know, a machete is a hard piece of uh, metal or steel or whatever it is. And you have to cut things with it and chop it up. So that's the machete. And then the marshmallow is my voice. Soft voice. We put the marshmallows and the machetes together. Voila, magic. <laughs> nice, nice. And by the way, the the album art was brilliantly executed. Did you did, did you draw that? Did you uh, I, illustrate I, that? I I really wanted to have a project that was all encompassed by my art. Right. So I I drew the cover on my on my tablet. Um, I made the music myself, and I I wrote the music. Right. Yeah. And, and that's another thing of being set apart from other female artists or other female soul singers. There are women, I'm sure, and, and I love, there's a lot, I have a lot of female friends that are singers and I'm amazed by their voices. And sometimes I think that, damn, I want, I want to sound like them. Oh my God, they're so, their range and all of this other stuff. But, you know, can they produce can they draw pretty pictures? Well, that that's what makes me different from them. Not saying that I'm better or that they're better, but you still you have to set yourself apart from the next artist in, in whatever field you're in, really. 
Indeed, indeed. You got to tap into your your art in any medium, and obviously that helps differentiate you. Speaking of that, you have a brand new book. You're a newly published author. I am. I'm a newly published author. I wrote a book called um, uh, The Life of a Black Cartoon, and it's pretty much um, like a picture book for adults. <laughs> so it's all these pictures that I drew, and then there are um, entries in lyric form that relate to the picture that I drew. It's just for, it's, I'll say maybe 17 and up, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it, that that was something else that I've been wanting to do for like my whole life was write a book. And, you know, I feel like, you know, if, if God gives you gifts and you don't use them, then why do you have them? You know what I mean? You have I mean, we're in crazy times in this country. You know what I mean? We I feel like everybody right now should just be living their living their highest life. You know what I mean? Indeed, indeed. And living their destiny and whatever is on your heart to do. Travel, write a book, draw, act, sing. Uh, whatever, just do that now. Do it now while it's on your heart. You know what I mean? So that's what writing a book was about. Um, my heart is still in music, but I, I definitely will be working on more books and, and things like that. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. It's on Amazon. It just came out last week. So get it. It's $5.99. Awesome. Can't Thank beat you. that. Can't beat that. Yeah. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let, let me tell you something, Ida. I, I honestly think that I could speak to you for hours. However, and the and yes. the and the space that we're in now with so little lack of attention i want to save that for part 2 if that's cool with you that's absolutely fine awesome <laughs> awesome so i want to thank you so much for taking time to do the interview